This is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, uh, thank you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree <laughs> on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergat. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Our our summer friend, Matt Williams, uh, joins us here. He's in on, on Tuesdays uh, during the summer season. And uh, while well, the summer going along nicely, we've actually had some nice cool weather here recently have you been out on the pickleball courts getting in a little work i uh, haven't been playing much pickleball we went uh, camping this last weekend oh, and it was yeah. actually almost too almost cold for oh, camping, really? you know yeah uh you know the uh i don't like being hot and sweaty and humid all day and then getting in the camper but <laughs> you do like you know the, fr- the jumping in the lake to feel refreshing and yes. it, it was almost a little chilly for that this really uh, this weekend but yeah. it was great yeah yeah, so uh, do you have a, a camper and stuff then? Yeah, we, we have a little, we call it our baby camper, a little 21-footer that's perfect for the, our family of four. And mm-hmm. uh, we like to go camp. We camp up at the Bible camp that our kids go to. And okay. so um, my youngest daughter is at Bible camp this week, and so we went up, camped the weekend, and then dropped her off on Sunday and came home. Neat. Well, that's yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, so do you, do you have a TV in the camper? You've got some, uh, you know, can bring in the ESPN, anything like that? No, no. We It's, it's a get away from everything. Weekend. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, you know, I can, I can get a little bit of reception on my phone to, you know, check scores and whatnot. But it's, uh, it's more of a uh, sit by the campfire, talk smart, and get away from everything. But you do have a camper, so you're not sleeping on the ground. We call it a, a tent with walls. That's that's how we use that's how we use our camper. We we're not gonna sit in there. We we, we want to be outside. Yeah. Uh, but it's uh it's it is nice to be able to go into an air conditioned, uh, climate. Oh, it does have a little air. Oh yeah, uh, a little, yeah. you know, climate controlled uh, environment to sleep in at least. Yeah, I was gonna say and get you away from the mosquitoes, but it hasn't been a bad mosquito year at all. No, because we haven't had any rain. Right, so, uh, unfortunately. Know, all the farmers out there, and yeah. I feel so bad for you that. It but like, the only positive side effect of that. It feels like a bubble around Wilmer. All yeah. these storms come and then they break up. And yeah. uh, you know, Coach Mike Buer, that I that was one of my volunteer assistants for years. He farms out by Atwater and. Uh, Poor guy, he, 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 they, they're just begging for rain right now. Yeah, I know they are, so hopefully they do get it. And like I said, I'm, I'm kind of glad there's no bugs because of it. But yeah, but yeah we certainly could use some rain. You know, I just, I, maybe it's because I wasn't raised uh, camping. I just haven't thought of doing that. We were looking at campers at one time, and I talked to my cousin who owns a big motorhome. And I asked him about that, and, and he said, well, you know, if you have an investment like this, he said, that's all you do. He said, you like to play too much golf. Yeah. He said, so if you were going to invest in a big camper, he said, you wouldn't feel like you were getting your money out of it. But something like you have, more of a modest uh, size, something just to sleep in, basically, and or get out of rain or whatever, uh, that, that would be affordable and kind of fun. We know we're going to use it about three times a year. Uh, if we use it more than that, great. Uh but you know it it because we didn't put a huge investment into it you know some of these campers are gigantic they yeah. buy a new truck to pull it and all yeah. these other things yeah. then you you know we almost feel obligated to use it but yep. uh, ours is you know we bought it used it's smaller and and we say you know if we use it 3 times a year 4 times a year we're happy and and that'll be perfect what's the camp activities then when you're there well you know it's at the bible camp so all the you know they have a lot of amenities because they're used to having 150 kids there or 200 kids there in a week so uh, they've got a nice waterfront area. It's Lake Beauty Bible Camp. It's called by yeah. Long Prairie, and, yeah. uh, and they've got a beautiful, uh, you know, beach area with water trampoline and all oh. those different things. And then they've got a climbing wall that the kids can sign up for and do, mm-hmm. and a high ropes course. And uh, we went and played laser tag out in the woods. And I mean, 
uh, you know, it's, it's there's enough of that, but then you, there's also a lot of, okay, you're just going to sit at your campsite and, and yeah. eat really good food and, and, yeah. uh, and visit and, and, visit and, yeah. and just kind of get away from everything. Yeah, that's, that's kind of neat. Just unplug uh, from everything, get away from electronics and so forth and try and keep the kids, uh, you know, looking at other things besides a screen uh, as, uh, you know, we'd want our, uh, all of our kids these days are, are attached to those screens. It's great to get anything to do outside of doing that. We play a lot of guard games. You know, we played a lot of beanbags and, mm-hmm. or cornhole, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. uh, can jam and all these different games that we bring with. And, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's just a great – it's a great uh, – we, we enjoy it so much as a family. In fact, one of the reasons our kids gave up softball this summer was because they said they wanted to camp more. Yeah. Oh, and, great. And so, you know, when you hear your kids say that, you're, you kind of it kind of feels like a win as a dad. <laughs> yeah, I want to spend more time with mom and dad. Uh, you know, just wait. It's yeah, coming. I know. I know. I know. My one daughter is. Happy birthday, Maya. She turns 13 tomorrow. Oh, so, great. You know, yeah, happy birthday, enter Maya. Enter the teenage years. And, yeah. And, uh, I know it'll change a little bit, but I'll take it for now. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I don't know. I guess I just like my creature comforts and my and my television. I talk about kids being attached to the screen. I've got a screen in front of me so much, but that's why I go and play golf uh, is to get away from screens. Uh, how, do look, the, how do the golf courses look with the lack of rain? You know, actually in good shape. Yeah. They have water budgets, you yeah. know, so they do uh, some of that, but... Yeah, and I was just up north at Monaga seeing my mom this last weekend and played Blueberry Pines up there, and that was in terrific condition. They've had a little more rain, I think, uh, that far north. It's about almost two and a half hours north of here, right up 71. Um, but, uh, yeah, they probably had a little more rain, so that was in beautiful condition. That's one of those courses where every time you drive by it, you're like, wow. It's beautiful. Right? It's just gorgeous. Yeah. 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 You better have played a little golf in your life. Uh, to play that one. Not that it's super tough. I mean, Little Crow is as tough as I've played this year. But uh, but you want to, there's some tight spots. You know, it might not be for your average player who struggles to break 100, uh, say, on one of our local courses, because you're not going to do it up there. I might, I might have to bring a dozen golf balls and a lot of foot wedges. Or yeah, what? they don't, saying? there's no golf ball vending machines, no. <laughs> so you'd better have a good supply. Uh, hey, the Twins are back from the All-Star break. They won three games against the worst team in baseball, basically a glorified AAA team uh, in Oakland. Now they're facing some actual competition in Seattle. Not that they're you know, good. They have a very similar record to the Twins. They're okay. They're an average team. And yet the Twins get beat last night. Uh, it, it looks like the Twins are kind of a team that can beat bad teams, but not good ones. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. They were talking about the Twins and how average they are. And I said, you know, I think what we're seeing is this, the the change from the unbalanced schedule uh, yes. really affecting the Twins this year. Yeah. Where they're not getting to beat up on the Royals as much, the White Sox as much. Yeah. Uh, the Tigers as much, and they're having to play all these other teams. You know, I think it's what three or four times more, yep. uh, or three or four more extra games against the Yankees and the yep. Orioles and these teams, and they can't compete with them. And no. and and uh, you know, last night's game was competitive. It was yeah. you know the Twins got a nice early lead, and you know Sonny Gray had a meltdown of an inning, and then kind of went from there. But um, you know, they're, they're just not good enough to show up and say. We have a good chance to win each night, and that's yeah. you know they're, they're just average. They're an average team. Yeah, you know they keep talking about how good the pitching staff has been. Their first or second in ERA for much of the year. Their WHIP is quite low. Uh, they really have had a solid pitching staff, but they traded away so many of their young hitters to build this pitching staff that now they've been short on hitting. And I was talking with JP about this this morning uh, off air, and I said, you know, when you look at the Twins' pitching staff 
do you really see the first or second best pitching staff in baseball? I don't. I see their numbers as being lower because of the schedule that they have, despite the fact it's more balanced. They still do play 14 games against each of their division teams, which is more than any of the other divisions. I'm just afraid that we're going to see some regression to the mean. I think we've already seen that. I mean, Oakland is awful, and Oakland was able to post runs against the Twins every night, and then Seattle put seven on them last night. But I also think the hitters are better than they've done. They're like a bottom five offense in baseball right now. They're better than that, but the pitching isn't quite as good. I guess my point is, I think the Twins are who they appear to be right now, which is a a slightly above 500 team that will probably win the worst division in baseball. Yeah, and you know, and I think the 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 tricky part here now in the next couple of weeks is going to be, you know, they're talking about Sonny Gray is going to be a free agent. What do you do with him? And, and some of the other decisions they're going to have to make. And you know, teams around them are going to add. I think. Yeah. Uh, I I even saw the Tigers talking about. We're only five games out. We're going to yeah. add somebody, possibly. Yeah. Or, or, you know, what happens here now with the Guardians and the Tigers and these teams that are within sort of striking distance, do they add, and does that make the Twins want to add? Well, we saw what happened last year when the Twins tried to add talent. Mm-hmm. They traded away. They made a couple yeah. really bad trades. Spencer Steer, who is going to probably finish in the top five National League Rookie of the Year voting, probably going to hit high 20s in home runs and hit for a 270 average for Tyler Malley who gave the Twins four starts and then blew out his elbow. And another guy for the Reds, uh, Encarnacion yeah, Strand. Who's made, tearing made his, it up in the minor leagues. He made his uh, major league debut yesterday. Did he? Much ballyhooed. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, he, they're talking about him being great, too. And, yeah. and uh, they just made a couple really bad trades. And I think it was to try to keep up with the Joneses. It's You're an average team, but the playoffs are within reach. So now what do you do? As a fan, I guess you say, well, we want rather than buy than sell. Yeah. But... Make the right buy. You better make the right one then. Yeah. You'd, all you have to do is look at Tampa, second or third lowest uh, payroll in baseball, and San Diego, uh, second or third highest payroll in baseball, and compare their records. You know, San Diego's eight games under five hundred. Tampa's, you know, one of the best teams in the game. It's not how much you spend, it's how you spend it. And Tampa has it figured out somehow, despite playing in that horrible ballpark that they do, and unable to, track, uh, to attract top-name free agents they just have a good team every year. And and I had hoped when they brought in this Twins front office from Cleveland that they would know pitching, that they would be able to draft and develop pitching. But they haven't been able to. So they trade for it. Well, okay, you put together a good pitching staff, but all of those trades have had a negative effect on their bats. And and you've put together a good pitching staff in parts. I mean, yeah. they've made a lot of bad trades that, that brought in, you know, you said Ma- Mally, that he yep. was injured right away. Um Jorge Lopez hasn't been who we wanted him to be, and the guy we traded for him is an all-star as well yep. uh, with unbelievable stuff. So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it really does become, can you evaluate? And I don't know that I trust that they can really evaluate talent. I mean, we, we've talked, you and I, we've talked, I think, on air and off air before yep. about the Royce Lewis stuff from last year. And yep. just there's, there's a lack of evaluation that, that I think is frustrating right now that I don't trust that they're evaluating talent very well. No. They work their tails off doing it. They're, like you said, just not very good at it, it doesn't seem. I, I Honestly, I didn't think they'd have to be trading for every starting pitcher they have on the staff outside of Bailey Ober. He's the only homegrown product uh, that they have. Every other pitcher they traded for. Well, that depletes your minor league system. It's a lot more economical to draft it, develop it, and bring them up. And then 
when they get close to that six years and they're getting close to that $200, $300 million contract, if you find the right one, well, then you could walk from them at that point. And, And fans would say, yeah, I don't know if $250 million is worth it for, for that particular pitcher. But they aren't getting themselves in that situation. And, and Royce Lewis was their first draft pick, number one overall in 2017. They haven't won a playoff series during that time. They won a playoff game during that time. They've had uh, two winning records during that time. I'm not including this year. Uh, so it's time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost fed up, uh, honestly. I mean, it's an okay team this year. They're kind of fun to watch, but not what we expected. No, and and last night was a great example of it because you had Correa and you had Kirilov and you had some guys getting on base, yeah. and you have Buxton batting third, even though he's in a one-for-31 slump, uh, and he's 0-for-5 with yeah. three strikeouts. Yeah. And, and right in the th- middle of your order. A couple of times, all he has to do is put a ball in play, yeah. and he gets an RBI, yeah. and he can't do it. No. And – and you know whether he's injured or I don't know. There's there's something going on with him, obviously. But you know why continue to bat him third then? I know. Like like it's okay. He can bat seventh. He can bat eighth. They're even. protecting him. They're protecting understand. his feelings. It's time to go get over that though. He has got to be fragile mentally as well as physically. That's all I can figure out. Because I'm with you. Why is he continue to bat at the top of the order? It makes no sense. He's striking out all the time, uh, and he's just not doing the job. It has to be that they're afraid of demoting him in the lineup down to eighth or ninth, which is where he should be hitting, or seventh, uh, rather than at the top of the order. I think they're afraid of damaging him emotionally. Uh, it is so fragile physically. He's just all around fragile. The good news is there's only five more years past this year of paying Byron Buxton a huge salary. Only five more after this year, that's all. And he's untradeable. Nobody's going to trade for him. Who's going to trade for him? And He can't play in the outfield. Maybe before the contract is up, they'll figure out his knees. He has arthritic knees. I don't know how you're going to figure that out. It's generally a chronic condition. If he does get back into the outfield at some point, maybe he'll start to earn his contract. But at this point, it looks like a terrible contract. Yeah, and, and at the time we thought this is yeah. a pretty pretty good contract. Had to do it. it yes, it, it was. You know, it was less than market value with a lot of incentives built in because and, and of the injury history. And you thought, okay, that that was fair. Yeah. all the way around. I mean, I don't think anybody criticized that contract when they signed it. No. There, you know, I had trepidation. Not that I criticized that I wanted him to sign Buxton. At the same time, I was worried, what if he never is able to be a healthy player? So far, that's what we're seeing. He, he has not had a healthy season, except the third season of his career, he paid, played 148 games. Other than that, he hasn't played more than like 112, and he's been below 100 almost every year other than that. I, I have a feeling, a prediction, that he's going to be on the DL by the time we talk next week. That's certainly possible because he just isn't playing. Last year they shut him down too. Remember last year their theory was we're going to milk him along. Remember when they came out and said he's going to try and play 100 games and we're going to milk, and then they shut him down anyway. So uh, this year he's played at least. He hasn't played well, uh, and he hasn't really played. He's hit, uh, and and honestly I think he'd be a better hitter if he was also playing in the outfield. But unfortunately he just, you know, they're saying he isn't able to. We watched the guy sprint to first base like there's no issue, but he can't play in the outfield. It's got to be the different movements, the changes of direction or something. Or is it a mental block that he has right now where he's afraid if he plays in the outfield, he's going to get hurt, and then he's going to get criticized, and then the whole ball starts rolling again? I mean, Possible. I, I, you know, we don't know. It's, it's, I don't want to speculate on that either, but, 
it's it's okay to be frustrated with yeah. him, which is I yeah. think where everybody is right now. And is, he knows that. Yeah. You know, Sue Ann has said he won't talk about his injuries, that he's quite sensitive about it. Well, that's because that's all everybody wants to ask him. Are you healthy? Because he's not healthy very often. So it's been a tough break. And then and, and then Lewis has been fragile as well. Number one overall pick. Two knee surgeries. Now the oblique, which keeps you out uh, forever. And then the, their top-rated hitting prospect in the minor leagues right now. I can't remember his name. Out with an injury. Uh, so that they're having a lot of in- issues. Well, they just announced their top pitching prospect at Prelip, I think his yeah, last that's name it. is. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. He, yep. he just announced he has to have his second Tommy John surgery. Second Tommy John. Why did they draft him after he had already had a Tommy John? That The Twins front office is also attracted to injured players. Carlos Correa. Other teams said he can't pass our physical. The Twins sign him anyway. When your other nine-figure player can't play because of injury for the most part, and you knew that, you go and sign Correa with a lengthy injury history of his own throughout his career. It doesn't make any sense how they decide to to pick up certain guys. Yeah, and 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 then you you have got, you have a guy like Walner who's just dominating and uh, you know major league or minor league hitting. Yep. You pull him up and then you sit him on the bench. And I, I read Rocco's quote yesterday. He said, "Well, Kepler and Gallo are playing pretty well. It's hard to find room for him." Yeah, I know. Really, Kepler he really, is. He and, really said that. I know because he will back his players to the hilt and and you would expect him to do that and Walner's the young guy I know but uh you know Rocco it's a lot of coach speak it's just a lot of say something so the media has a sound bite not really mean it most of the time I don't think he makes me angry to listen to though <laughs> does he make you angry when he comes to get a picture too early too a little bit of that yeah. but uh, you know I kind of see some of that the you know that's kind of the trend but uh he just when he opens his mouth, it just makes me angry for some reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you ready for football? The Vikings yeah. are only a couple of weeks away from training camp. Yeah. Have you been? Have you heard anything about this Netflix show that uh, that I've heard about it? Cousins I've not is... watched it. I don't get Netflix. I've yeah. been thinking about getting it for a month so I could watch the quarterback. Uh, I, I actually don't get it either, and yeah. I haven't seen it. So here we are talking about it. But yeah. We haven't seen it, but uh, they talked about Cousins really shines in it. He, yeah. He's a good. You know, he, comes off well. Yeah. He is a good guy. And then O'Connell, I guess, looks really good in yeah. it. That he, you know, just really, Very smart. really, really emphasizes that he was the right coach at the right time, yeah. a good decision maker. Yeah. One. Uh, why is Jefferson not getting extended? Two years left on the deal. Uh, it's not that uncommon uh, to do that with with just the remaining year. He not only has two years left; he's got that uh, that uh, t- club option for another year beyond that. So he's they've got time. I don't think Jefferson is sweating it. He's already said he's going to training camp. I honestly think that'll be something that'll happen kind of during the season or after the season. There's still time. Some guys get extensions in his class already, but it's it's not very many. They just want to, I don't know, maybe they're working with a salary cap or whatever. It'll get done. They're not going to let Jefferson go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just know going into the year they talked about that was one of their offseason sort of priorities was to yeah extend him. It's and it's a, not happening. In, interesting that they said that and then nothing happens. So. Yeah. I, they still have time, though. It's yeah. a couple of years yet. He has, uh, they have team control. Uh, Coach, thanks for coming in. Absolutely, Todd. Take care. All right. Matt Williams joining us here on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.